Yo, 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 what's going down, man, y'all? It's MK3, the host. I'm in the building. You know, we got an episode of Kirkland's Corner coming up. You know, I got to talk my shit. I got to get my shit off my chest. We having an open mic discussion. A couple of my partners listened to my podcast earlier. We're going to chop it up real quick. Josh Lyon, my producer. Nate Wall, one of my lifelong friends, man. We're going to get the shit popping. But first things first, got to shout out to Black Tux and Anchor for supporting and sponsoring the podcast of Kirkland's Corner. Without y'all, man, I would be nothing. So I appreciate that. We're going to hear from them real quick, and then we're going to work it right into the business kirkland's corner you know it all right y'all what's up what's going down it's mk3 the host i'm back in the building i got my guys here josh lining the producer my guy nate aka Foz. we in the building me and Foz got like 18 19 years in so you know we uh we gonna get to some some heartfelt shit today make sure we uh touch all the bases we need to my guy josh new to the family but uh was still been rocking with me solid for the past couple of years. So uh, these fellas responded to my podcast from earlier. We're going to have an open mic night discussion. So uh, first things first, got to shout out RMV, Rich Musical Vibes. That's where we're coming from today. That's where you're hearing this luxurious sound from. Make sure you get in contact with Josh Liner for any of your musical needs. Uh, fellas, so today uh, on the podcast, I talked a little bit about the social media shield that is keyboard is giving people an opportunity to hide behind. Um, I'm kind of in a reverse Oreo right now because I'm in between two of my white brothers right now. So this is a little different, but it's not because I'm interested to hear what you have to say. I know a lot of what both of you are going to say, but I want to be able to have other people hear and understand that it's not just me trying to be one-sided on things. It's just, I mean, y'all can admit the world is... The world's a fucked up place, right? But it's a little bit more difficult right now in my shoes in certain situations. Can we agree or not on that? Absolutely. Yeah, I can agree. Okay, and then, Nate, you being from Texas, you've seen, I'm sure you've seen enough, you know, either side of the fence. I'm sure you ran into your piece of shit, people, and I'm sure you've seen things where it's like, man, that's just, that's not right. As a male and a Caucasian male in the society with uh, a lot of, you know, multicultural friends, how hard is it for someone like you to sit and watch some of the shit that happens, some of the shit that's said to people, some of the ways people are treated, and then be in the same environment with some of these people who agree with what is clearly wrong, but you being seasoned, knowing it's not, how do you... How do you react in situations like that? And and what is your stance on, you know, obviously equality for all, you know, all races and whatnot? Well, I, I think I'm, I'm for most people that I know, you know, I, I, I don't agree with a lot of stuff that goes on. I mean, some of it just really, really makes me sad to see really what, you know, the world has come to, uh, I mean, it's 2019 and people are still talking about racism and it's real. Um, and it is, but I just wish we could all get better and better and, you know, not have the disagreements. And sometimes, you know, me being white and having black friends, you know, sometimes I have to interject. Sometimes I have to see my situation, you know, for what it is. You know, if I speak up, what are the consequences, you know? I mean, I'm just kind of speaking openly. I don't know how many situations I've got in because I usually hang around a pretty good, solid crowd. Um... But I'm also one, you know, if it's, I see these things happen in convenience stores, you know, go back to your country and all that, and I think I'd be one of those people, or I'd like to think I would, you know, 
interject, you know, in a positive way and try not to allow that person to feel that sort of, I don't know, lack of better words, humiliation, you know. Let me ask you a question. As a white male, do you feel a sense of, I don't know, what goes through your mind when you see other people, and it could be people of other color, it could be whatever, but specifically, how do you feel when you hear other white people tell people go back to their country, knowing history the way you know it from either what you've been taught or from what you know, how does that make you feel when you hear that? Being an open mind. I mean, it's kind of sad, but I mean, you see it enough, especially on social media, where you're almost immune to it. I just, uh, to answer your question, I really just shake my head because I've seen it enough, you know, and I, you know, I sometimes I feel it, you know, some situations I see, you know, on YouTube or wherever I see it, you know, I, I, I really feel for that particular person, and I've seen it both ways. I've seen black people be really, really rude to white people too. Um, and they've also been rude to other black people. I've seen Mexicans be rude to everybody. You know, there are everybody. You know, that's also I think what we need to talk about is the the media kind of only shows you certain clips. You know, white versus minority, and you know maybe black on black sometimes. But it really happens, I think, in every single race to a degree, and back and forth on each side. I, I mean, it just I think it just sucks to see. Josh, I'm gonna come to you on this one because. You are um, you're married to an African-American woman. So I can only begin to imagine, A, looks you've received, B, questions from friends and or maybe family, uh, C, looks from some brothers and sisters like, what the hell are you doing over here? Um, how do you deal with, and I would imagine you don't deal with it very well um, in terms of certain things that really hit home, but how do you deal with some of these same topics I just described with Nate, um, being that you're basically in the situation now with, you know, your wife and, and children? Uh, it's tough, man. It, it's tough at times. I'm not even going to lie about that because it's get to deal with the best of both worlds and the worst of both worlds. And with, you know, going along with everything you see on social media, it never gets turned off. It's it's a nonstop machine, and as far as you know, looks and you know, people saying stuff. Yeah, that stuff's happened. It happened. At least I think it's happened a lot at the beginning of my relationship with my wife, where we noticed it a lot more, and we had to uh, react a certain way, and. In all actuality, that's all it comes down to is that people want to get a reaction out of you. They want to see if they can rally you up. They want to see if, if you're going to handle situations. And so my thing is, I'm not a confrontational person. I'm, I am more of a, let me, if I get into, let's say, a conversation, I'm going to play a bit, I don't want to say I'm playing a mental game, but I'm, I'm, I'm a thinker. So I'm going to think about, okay, how can I either A, get myself out of this situation, or two, how could I just, you know, de-escalate the situation to the point where, you know, I made a new friend? I like how you went from A to two there. I like that. Yeah, I <laughs> That's solid. But 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 seriously, on a serious note, so I understand that you, you say more I don't want to say passive, but you're not really into, you know, the the arguing, the extra, you know, stuff. But 
at the end of the day, we're talking about you and your wife, not not a homie nope. that you would stick up for, you know, obviously because, you know, we know the bro code. I'm talking about your wife, your rib, like yep. someone yep. that you would go to war yep. for. Like you, it, it can't be easy to just let that shit ride and just be like, you know what, Absolutely I'm going to. mean, she's direct opposite of me. She is she's ready for action. Opposite. She ready for that action. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, we've been in situations where, you know, she has had to, you know, take action or has taken action. And that's the beauty of, of her and I being together is that we may be complete opposites in that fact, yeah. but we balance each other out so balance well. Sounds like a key word there. Where I've learned so much from her on where she's going to be that gorilla. You know, or she's gonna have to be that alpha person in that in the situation. Whereas, she's learned from me on what if you take a disc assessment, you'll know. You know, there's the flamingos, gorillas, turtles, and uh, and something else. I can't remember, so I apologize about that. But <laughs> I'm a turtle. I'm a thinker. I like to you know plan things out. That type of stuff. Not really Maybe you can confrontational at all. That for me. So you're the type. You're the Maybe. type to win the race. Because, you know, you're methodical, so to speak. You know, obviously we all know about the tortoise and the hare. So you're the type to think it through. You know, obviously physical or whatever argument conversation is the last, last on the list. Um, okay, so even then, so let's jump into the the shield that we're talking about with social media. Like, when people hide behind the keyboard... I know as much as people can say, they can say that doesn't, shit doesn't piss them off. You can tell me until you're blue in the face, shit doesn't make you mad. But when you read that shit on the computer, when it pops up, it does something different to it. I know I'm not the only person, but like, in terms of that now, when you have to deal with that, when you're on a keyboard, you're still not necessarily having to engage in a real argument or necessarily a physical one, but does seeing just flat out ignorance online get to you more than it does in person um for me honestly i can't stand when i can't stand a keyboard warrior i can't i've ran into a lot of people who's had a lot of choice shit to say either to me or about a situation or whatever and then when i get around them it's all oh shit what up man what no 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 let me not be petty and act like you know i should remember people's facebook posts but damn it i remember shit people say and some shit just i don't care if you know What's my page? I can do what I want. That's that's all cool, but like, at the end of the day, you still said this shit, and you can try to go back and say you don't feel that way, but like, certain shit you just can't undo. And so, to me, when I see people do that shit online, it really irks me because a lot of these people in real life, as the saying goes, wouldn't bust a grape in a fruit fight, and I, and we all know people like that. But in terms of you, Josh, before we get to Nate. How does that then bother you if you see, you know, your wife in a situation where, you know, your wife's got several valid points and then you know what's going to happen next. Someone's got to reach for that proverbial N-word to balance out the power in the situation or make some kind of negative commentary. What does that do to you personally when you see it online? When it comes down to that, that's in the you know keyboard warriors and that type of stuff that's that's the last thing that i'm gonna be ever in this world be worried about because that's showing me a lot about you if you're not gonna willing to confront me to my face that means you do not respect me and you know you fear me in some capacity 
because you're not going to say it to my face. So you're going to hide behind the keyboard, as you were saying. And that's where I will change my behavior or my wife has learned from me about changing her behavior on putting distance between those types of people or, you know, unfriending them on, you know, whatever social media that the whole discussion gets on. And, you know, we change our behavior and put distance is kind of the main thing that we do. And so no discussion, just distance, flat out, just distance, just flat out distance, because I'm not going to put my emotion into anything like that. And having a discussion, a healthy discussion is one thing, but to blatantly provoke a type of reaction or try to provoke a certain type of reaction out of somebody is not something that a real grown person is going to do. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I'm not a real grown person a lot of times because I be getting pissed off. I, I Some shit I just see, like I said, and some shit I just want to come through people's screens and just ask. I don't even want to hit them. I just want to ask, would you say that if I was around you? And, and I know a lot of people wouldn't, and that's it is what it is. I think your point is well taken with it taking a level of being grown to dis- disregard that stuff. But then, so, Nate, as a situation where it's not necessarily as deep for you because, you know, your friends with grown men who can stick up for themselves. Still, how do you feel seeing people, you know, hide behind that shield of, and especially when you know them in real life and you know that they would never make any of these kind of comments in someone's face, they would maybe do it behind their back, obviously, or on, on a keyboard. But when you see people like myself or you see other other people that you know, of various races getting hounded online, and then you see the type of people doing it, what is your reaction, and are you able to just leave it right there, or do you draw out a conversation where you, you know, you got to make someone look like an idiot? Well, I mean, sometimes I think it really depends on who it is and what they're saying, but for the most part, I'm the guy that's there, like, you know, I put my comment in just so I can see the rest of the comments. (laughs) Just because people are really, just, people are really really petty, I like to judge you based on like what you're saying and what you're talking about. But I'm kind of like a silent judge. Like I, I I'll know you're a piece of shit, and when I'll see you, I'll, I'll I'll probably talk some shit maybe. But you know, I'm not I'm not up for you know anybody fighting or anything like that. But there are a lot of people out here that say some pretty reckless stuff. That yes, if I was standing in front of you, it's just like 1986. You know, say it to my face. And people don't do that, and they they have their little microphone, their platform, they feel like they can say everything they want to say. I mean, everybody's, you know, now, right now, everybody's a politician, and everybody knows what's best for everything, and, you know, everybody's, you know, a judge for the Heisman, or, you know, an ESPN announcer. Everybody thinks they know what they're talking about. Everybody can replace the uh, Tim Miles, right? Right, right. Right. (laughs) Everybody's an expert all of a sudden, which I think we're going to get into this later, just like with, with parents. Everybody's an expert with their kid while playing sports. Uh, which will hold that off. But, you know, I just... I really wish people would move on from being petty. Like, who has to, like, one-up or who has to be the most petty, I feel like. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah, people actually celebrate being petty now. Yeah, people back are... and forth. Just say, you play ball like a girl and let it be it. You know, but then sometimes people... Sometimes I think some of these beefs do start... People do start fighting... In real life, you know, and then it all started over some stupid comment in Facebook. So it kind of it does go both ways because, you know, sometimes these people, you know, 
are do see each other in public and they do have to you know see which frog wants to leave first because you know guys and, and girls too girls might even be worse than guys but when oh, yeah. they see each other they got to throw hands <laughs> go down go. the main street that's what <laughs> you want to yeah. see the main event in Lincoln go down the main street you'll see some ignorant shit I can tell you that but I think see and I agree with what you said I think just me personally like I said and for those who don't understand what a reverse Oreo is if you know what an Oreo is obviously there's cream filling in the middle there's, obviously you get it Pause to anybody who took that the wrong way. But obviously, it's, it's just me. It's me. It's me and my white brothers today. It was just me. So I want to make sure y'all know that, like I said, it's not one-sided. And, you know, I'm sure. Hey, check this like, out. I'm going to be the type of white brother that, that when we all go marching, I'm going to walk with y'all because the other side's in a lot of trouble. You heard it first. You know what I mean? Like He coming to the barbecue. I'll be as honest as, as I can. He with us. <laughs> but you know, I don't like the whole like black white thing because I think we're all good people, and but there's not good yeah, people yeah. in both bunches that we can both agree on there, right? Oh, absolutely. Okay. There's there's bad in both bunches. There's bad in all bunches. There's good in all bunches. And so so then let's let's jump into another topic with the shield. Um. Obviously, racism is not dead. I'm going to put that out there for anyone who thinks otherwise. You're an idiot. Racism is not dead. Um, and if it did, I missed the eulogy. I missed the funeral. I missed all of it. And I don't know how. But I think the biggest problem with people denying it is that it's right in front of your face. And then one of my other problems is, and it's a scenario I noticed the other day. So, you know, I, I don't know if either one of you are familiar with the story with the, the African-American guy. Uh, he whooped some kids, some white kids' ass wearing a MAGA hat, um, bullied him, whatever, you know, beat him up pretty good or whatever. Let me be first and foremost and clear when I say I don't respect that punk shit at all. Um, I don't care what color you are. I'm not one of those people that's going to sit here and say everything black people do is in, I don't know the word, I don't want to say in response, but I don't want to say it's it's justifiable because of things that have happened because it's not. And anybody disagree with me on that, I'm I'm cool with an open discussion with you on that, whatever, because that's just not, I'm not about to rock that way. Um, bullying anybody is, is punk shit. We all know that. Um, but I think the thing that bothered me the most is that I went on this post, and I didn't say shit. I had a lot of shit to fucking say. I didn't say a thing. I asked one question, I think, and I deleted it, because I didn't even want dude's answer. But everybody was piece of shit, dude, and I agree with that to an extent. And then I scroll down further and further and further. And then we come to these fucking keyboard warriors. So, first thing dude says is, why are black people always so angry? And I'm like, uh, this isn't about to go well at all, I don't think. I said, I probably should stay away from this question. So, I scroll down further, hoping that I see somebody advocating and being like, yeah, that's not the case. This isn't that. That's not this. Nope. What do I find? I find literally a conversation enabling this comment and then giving reasons and answers why. And these are fucking people that live in Lincoln, Nebraska. And I'm just sitting there looking at the screen at 2.30 in the morning. Like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Like, dude then goes on to say that um, his answer for why are black people so angry is because they can't use slavery as an excuse anymore. Then his boy went further to say that black people are the reason for all the problems in the world. So, shit like this that I'm talking about 
that just, it completely floors me that nobody said a fucking word about that. But everybody's focused on dude who was bullying homie. Like I said, not okay the dude was bullying him. But how crazy is it that you turn a blind eye to blatant fucking racism within a fucking post that's supposed to show that shit's not cool. People still show that they're still fucking racist. And so I don't get how people say it's dead. So for me on that, what do you say if being two people I know and respect, could I count on you? What could I have counted on you to go on that post or in a situation like that and say? And I'll let both of you answer that, but please don't say anything ridiculous because I will rip you. I got to know something, man, because I sat there and read that shit, and I even had to text one of my boys, and I was like, hey, man, you didn't catch this comment on here, dog? Like, I understand everybody's pissed off that he shouldn't have bullied kids because he had a hat on, because honestly, like, a hat doesn't make him a piece of shit. Trump is a piece of shit by choice. This kid, we don't know. Bullying's not okay, though, at, at any rate. But then, to it seems like when, whenever something happens with cops, or whenever there is an issue of racism... Why is there always a question? Well, what did what did this person do first? What did this dead person do first? The fuck does it matter what this dead person did first? Like he's dead. We don't even have a reason why this person's dead. Like what do you say in those situations, or what do you say to the fact that people turn a blatant blind eye to racism by choice? I don't think it's by chance. It's it's definitely by choice. And then they say there is no race problem. I need to know a what I could count on to hear you all say in a situation like that, and B, how do you respond to the fact that people pick and choose what bothers them in this world, and a lot of it honestly does not fucking matter if you are not white. What what do you where do you go from that? I think some of it has to do with just confronting the fear sometimes of maybe the unknown because it's hard for a white person to understand what black people go through because one we we're not black so we don't get looked at like that we don't get talked to like that you know it's just we we can't understand it so there's a little bit of fear and then standing up for a black a white person standing up for a black person sometimes will cause you know the white negativity and you know they might lose some friends because or they, you know, they might not get their Christmas card or something because they you know, brought a black family over. And I'm going to interject real quick. You're right. I honestly think sometimes white people sticking up for black people does put them in a hotter seat than even some black people in certain situations. But go ahead. So, but what can I count on you in this situation, knowing you how I know you? Seeing those comments, what type of reaction or what type of response could I have counted on getting or could I count on getting from you in the future if something like that should ever happen and I tag you in it? I mean, sometimes, I mean, that it has to depend on the decade. You know, 20 years ago, it was probably a fight on site. You know, just we get riled up. But, you know, I, I would probably try to get away from it. You know, I, I wouldn't defend it. I wouldn't want to be around it, honestly. And I try to get everybody with me away from it. But I know that it could also cause a fight. So, you know, mature side of me wants to de-escalate. You know, you want to go to jail or you want to go home attitude sort of thing. And it just really kind of depends on, I think, how hot it gets me whether i get to walk away and go home or whether it you know becomes a fight i think it and now at my age i'm you know making not necessarily wise choices but thought out choices right. <laughs> <laughs> i respect that uh but but i'm trying i'm talking about in terms of this particular post with them saying the anger 
it's uh, it's an excuse because slavery isn't around anymore and what's wrong with the country. What could I count on from you to be said in that moment? All right, we back. A quick little technical break, real quick. So, as we were talking about, we we're figuring out our uh, responses to this situation. And um, if you're just tuning in, which isn't really possible because it's not live, um, if you forgot already what we're talking about, we're still talking about the social media shield, and we're talking a little bit about racism right now, as opposed and how people hide behind it online. Um, there's a couple other topics, obviously, you know, that are prevalent, you know, people thinking they're coaches, people thinking they're, you know, the executive, whatever, of knowing everything, and that's just not the case. But we're going to jump back into it with Nate here. So, Nate, you were saying that you think some people use the N-word to rile people up on purpose, which obviously is true. I still got to get your response on what you would say or what you would have said to the post that I was talking about. Um, so you mean like if somebody... Is, no, this so, post actually happened. I'm saying what if you saw a post with the exact same wording and the exact same question of why are black people so angry and then you see an actual conversation giving fucking answers about it from people who are not black and then to the bottom of the, you know, the meat and potatoes of the matter and then it says, just oh, um, then it says, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's an excuse because or they're mad because they can't use slavery as an excuse, and then they're what's wrong with the U.S. Like as a as a friend, brother, like I'm saying, what response would I, would that would those comments have received from someone like you, or would they receive in the future? Should I tag you in a post that I see like that? Well, I, I never like you know posts like that. I mean, first and foremost, I I think they're ignorant, naive, and just just fucking stupid and unnecessary. Um. You know, I mean, for the most part, real talk, you know, usually with, with Facebook and shit, I, I try not to intervene. I'm more there as a spectator for you to entertain me. Uh, but, you know, if I'm having to post something, you know, I, I have to then, you know, write the paragraph of, of what my feelings, you know, really would be towards the situation. Right. You know what I mean? And, and really, obviously you're really not okay with bullying. you straight with, you know, not using foul language and, you know, going crazy off, you know, the top of my head. I'd really have to lay out some thought out words and really just try to like pierce your soul to open your eyes because some of it's just I don't I really don't understand how stupid people are sometimes and why they feel such anger towards you not because you did anything to them not because you you know tripped them in school or picked on them or anything just because you're black and you just showed up in the same place that they were they felt like they had to try to degrade you to a certain degree to make themselves feel, I, you know. That's literally how it feels it. sometimes. That's literally how it I feels sometimes, I too. I like. can't understand it sometimes. It's just ignorance, you know, just stupidity on stupidity. And there's one thing you can't teach, it's stupid. You know, I, I can't. So basically what you're saying is if someone were to respond on your post like that, you would have a response for them, correct? Is that what oh, I'm saying? Oh, I mean, if it's my post, for sure. Yeah. And then I also have to be oppressed with what I do. Uh... I, I would have to delete the post, but yes, I, I might, it depends on what it is. I might even like DM you and tell you how much of a piece of shit you are. Just like, kind of, I play a lot of like online video games 
You know, there's so much shit where people, you would not say that in public. You would not say that if you knew me, and because, you know, online, you know, if I'm an I know exactly player, I'm 6'6", 280, black guy, okay? I got kind of a deep voice, so I can kind of pass it off sometimes. No, you know, I lie oh my, my ass off. And I call him out. I was like, you would not say that to me if you were standing in front of me. You're 14 years old. And, I they, and they know they wouldn't. The they know they wouldn't. Right, you would you would not call me that because you think I'm a black guy because the way I play Xbox. And that's crazy. And, and and you call me that. It's like really, dude. Like, for what? Like, and I don't even really react like probably have a black guy would. But I'm just kind of like you're an idiot, and I just really make fun of you, and I make you feel stupid. I talk so much shit that <laughs> you want to leave because you now feel dumb because you are yes, uneducated you and you don't know what you're talking about, and you now feel that. So, like, when I write a Facebook message, I want you to feel how stupid I'm trying to make you feel in the such small words that I'm using <laughs> to describe how pathetic hey, of a human being you are. Sometimes how that's, it is. That's where I go with it. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't come back at you and just start screaming crazy rants because I think that's pointless. If I'm going to devote my time to writing a Facebook post against some racist bigot, it's going to mean something to anybody that reads it. And they're gonna like me more because they read that. Absolutely. You know, but I, I really try not to get. I just think it's all stupid. I hear you, man. It's more different, like when it's if it's in person, I react. I would react differently, like in a restaurant if they told us to get out and we're you, because you're you. Then I would have a problem with that. So we would probably be fighting the waitress because they don't want to serve us because you have to be like a Trump supporter or something. You know, <laughs> there'd be a problem. You know, a black guy with the Trump hat, like Kanye West. You know, they start calling him names. They start calling us names in a restaurant. I think we would all gain a few friends, and it would be a big fight against whoever said something in the restaurant. I'm and I think that's that. how it should be every single time. Because kids these days, they don't get slapped in the mouth enough. You know, <laughs> back in the day, you know, when you talk back to your parents, you get slapped in the mouth. Period. You know, my kid talks back to me all the time. We kind of have fun. We have a different relationship. So it's different now because I don't want you know do the same thing I did when I was growing up. I right. want her to live a different and a better life. <laughs> Yeah, so I let her curse and stuff. I don't wash her mouth out with soap. Um, <laughs> you heard but she's a good first. kid. But uh, Harp definitely is a good kid. That's the. I just it's all it's uh, racism and all, everything that's going on in this country. I think is all stupid. And, and the shield doesn't up, help. You can agree with get that, on right? Facebook and express their opinions and decide they want to have one, and then it gets disagreed with, and then you want to start calling names. Yeah, you're a warrior. You wouldn't <laughs> say this in real life. We'd be having a civil conversation, or one of us would be getting slapped in the fucking mouth. Exactly. Josh, <laughs> what's up, man? You got a lot to follow up on, man. But uh, let's let's start from the top. Um, obviously, obviously, I know, I know that you've heard, you know, names directed towards the wife. I mean, that's just, it's, it's sad to say that I know that, even without knowing it, but I know it. And so, you know, going from that to the post to the shield that social media has that allows racism to be contained within those walls, man. Go ahead and, and let us have that, man. As far as the post is concerned, I am calling you out. I want to keep it short. I want to keep it sweet. I'm not going into great detail, but I'm going to say, I'm going to say my little, little two cents about the matter, and then I'm going to call you a fucking moron. <laughs> and part of my language, I don't really cuss on social media ever, nor do I cuss on my own podcast. And we on the corner though, so it's allowed today. Yeah, exactly. I'm not, I'm not worried about it. Now, sometimes you 
you got to get a good taste in your mouth. Yeah. Just feels good to say fuck. Sometimes. Fuck. You can say it so many different ways and it can mean so many different things. So jump back. Are you good? So jump back into it, Josh. What you got, man? But yeah, I'm going to do exactly what I'm going to call you out. You know, I'm going to say my two piece or two cents and then. And then I'm out. I refuse to put my any form of emotion into really anybody that is, you know, as you were saying, hiding behind the shield. I'm not putting my emotion into it. I got, I'm way too busy working on way too many different things to be messing with you and your small environment on where you learned how to behave, i.e. your parents or your small circle of friends. Because that's what it comes down to is that people are a product of their environment and you are what you were taught. Now, the sooner that you realize that what you were taught is wrong and you start to form your own opinion and get the facts of what is really going on, that's when you really start to come out of that and you start to realize that people like that, they're nothing. They are hiding behind the shield and they are just trying to get a reaction out of you. But it's a small frame of mind that that's that's just the product of their environment. So change your environment is all I'm trying to say. So I'm getting rid of I'm getting rid of you and believe me, if you are one of those people out there that is ignorant and uninformed and I find out that you have something going on that you're trying to work towards, like you trying to start a business, you trying to get gain social media clout, I'm wrecking you. Mm. I'm putting your name out there mm. Facebook ads are cheap Instagram ads are cheap I'm mm. wrecking you that's just that's just the way I handle things like I don't go I, I'm very systematic about the things that I do and I'm very skilled at the things that I do and it's funny you say that because um, actually when I was talking about this post the other day I had a, actually a few people go grab this person's information and I mean there's I mean, there's 10 I, it was just a, it was a middle of the day post wasn't really expecting anybody to pay much attention to it. Figured I'd get a couple people that are like, damn, that's messed up. This literally got 10 shares. People were uh, on this dude's page, calling his business. Um, I, I agree with my guy, Josh, on that, simply for the fact that, you know, like Nate said, we don't necessarily have to fight. Um, some things, though, honestly, being a grown man, some shit I can't let slide. Um, I don't, being having kids, I'm not going to potentially fight you if I get a chance to slap you, though. With nobody seeing it, I'm definitely going to take that option for sure. But um, like you were saying, though, I think being a product of your environment is so crucial, but also at the same time, it's very different. And that's going to transition us into our last portion of today. There was another article that I touched on, too, or was it, it wasn't an article. It was uh, my own personal feeling. But I touched on it uh, <laughs> earlier on my podcast, if you listened to it this morning on Kirkland's Corner, which is where you're at. Shout out to everybody listening. Um, there was a post I put up on Facebook a couple weeks ago, and it said, please stop calling educated black children white. Stop telling them that they're white. And I know both of you in here have heard someone of a different race be called that before, and I know that you've heard certain people or maybe have even said it to someone and we've all said that, but I'm going to honestly go ahead and, and like nip that in the bud now. I don't say it anymore because of how fucking stupid it sounds. Um, 
you can't act a fucking color. And that's, I think, one thing that really pisses me off now. Because when I made that post, I had a few white people. And please understand, I am not I'm not racist. There's not anything racist about me. And I'm not going to be typical and cliche and be like, oh, I have mixed kids. Because I, I can still have mixed kids and still not give a fuck <laughs> about white people. But that's not the case at all. My thing is, in this particular situation, as I touched on earlier, when you're saying this stuff to black children, to Spanish children, to whoever, you're not doing them any kind of justice or any kind of good service. What you're doing is telling them that all white people are educated, they all are smart, and this is, this is what they do. You're not, you're taking so much life out of kids by saying that. And then on the flip side, which was funny because I had a lot of white people saying, well, people say detrimental stuff to, to white kids too. Well, duh, man. Fucking kids, I mean, people say that shit to everybody. This isn't fucking Mario, though. This isn't a one-up thing right now. Like, we're not talking about who says something worse to a kid because this is how I look at it from my angle. There's not that many, if any, black other children who are going to smile when someone fucking tells them you're acting white because you're educated. They're not going to fucking smile. Now, here's the crazy part. On the flip side, you tell a certain white kid who maybe listens to hip-hop, has his pants halfway off his ass, is disrespectful, is whatever, you tell him he's acting black. What are you telling him? What are you telling him about your outlook on black people as a whole? That's where I think people get it fucked up at. Because by telling them that, you're almost giving some people a compliment. There's some white people that are like, oh man, that's not how I'm trying to be. I just like my own stuff. And there's some white people, as you both know, they're gonna be like, hey, shit, cool, I'm with the brothers. That's cool with me. I don't care. But like, what people don't get is that's not a comparison. That is not... It, it's detrimental to, to some, but it's literally detrimental to all young black children to be called white. Do you, do you follow what I'm saying here on this one, fellas? Or Both ways. Both ways. Because I, I, I don't think it's good, but I think the thing of... I, I, what I'm saying is I don't think it's good that people say that to white kids at all. But my bigger problem is that when people say that, it's still a reflection in a, of, of how you feel about black people as a whole. So it's like, if you all you see with him is his, his pants are low, he likes rap, and you say he's acting black because he talks with a deep voice, what the hell are you really trying to say? Not all black people have deep voices. We all don't like certain music. There's plenty of black people that look like Carlton out here. And Braxton from the Jamie Foxx. There's plenty. It doesn't make them less of... It, but they're the ones that are called white, which is it's crazy to me because you can't act a color. Or like, you know, the one white dude who can hoop. What do they say? He hoops like a brother. How Why can't he just hoop like how he hoops? I, I, I've, never, I've never really understood it. And so to me... I think a lot of stuff is detrimental, but honestly, when you're talking about race, I think it's really hard, and you have to go out of your way to be detrimental to white people in certain aspects, but in this aspect online, I feel like it's always a, why not, why aren't you worried about what other people say to other people? I ain't worried about it, but this isn't what this fucking post is talking about. This post is talking about what I'm saying. So, when people jump on posts and do that kind of stuff... Is it a is it a warning sign for you, Nate or Josh, that people may have an alternative agenda? Is it people naturally wanting to have a fair shake at everything? 
or is it people not being smart enough to realize that there are a lot of things that impact black people that don't fucking impact white people, period? I mean, what is it? I mean, that's just lines of just... As similar as we are as humans, black people have their culture, Asian people have their culture, white people have their culture. You know, they have everybody has their own little stigmas. So some of those, you know, I feel like are accepted and, and some of them aren't. And then you get into these touchy lines they were talking about, like, you know, a white guy playing basketball. If you know, if you line up nine brothers and, and a white guy and, you know, you got two black captains the white guy's probably going to get picked last. And then, you know, it turns out that that white guy is the best hooper on the court. He gets mad respect for that, and, you know, he's kind of like his way in to get accepted by a certain community, right? And sometimes different communities have to do that with each other because, you know, sometimes, you know, blacks hang out with a lot of black people. Mexicans hang out a lot. You know, you, you hang out with people that, that look like you, and I think that's a natural thing to do. That's one thing my dad always said. Shout out Dr. Kirkland. He always said, be around people that look like you. Love everybody, but be around people that look like you as well. Go ahead, bro. And sometimes when that line starts getting, you know, when you win, you start crossing the fence to the other side, you know, it becomes... You get, you know, the back of your, your hairs on the back of your neck stand up and you do we accept this person or, or do we deny this person? They have to do a certain thing to gain or lose your respect, I think, you know, and, and in a basketball court's a great example of that. Um, but as far as, as seeing everybody, like, you're supposed to act a certain color, that doesn't make any sense to me. Uh because yeah, yeah, I don't know how a black person is supposed to to act, but well, by society standards, I'm going to think that black dude's probably athletic. You know, if he's a big dude, he might be a left tackle, probably. I get, I get asked if I play football still to this day, and I'm like, no, I'm just six five, two eighty, and I like snacks. Like that's you know, I might might start growing (laughs) to assumptions, but my the difference between me and some other people is my assumptions are usually a lot more positive, I think, and taking you know the good things from each community. Than you know, just trying to shame them because you know they grew up uneducated. Well, you know what? They might have grown up uneducated because we didn't allow them to have an education mm. in this country. Uh, That's a good point. Hey, let me jump in with Josh real quick on that, and we're gonna come back to you on that. Josh, what's your take on uh, labeling, you know, kids with color, labeling people with color, and associating traits that people have with color? Because as we've stated, we know. You definitely probably gotten a few different labels and things like that, and so we gotta understand where and how it makes people feel and how how it comes about. So, Josh, what's your two cents on that? Comes back to the environment that you are in and the things that you are taught, but that does not make it right. And what you're talking about with the whole labels thing, unfortunately. It's in a, it's the inevitable. Like it's just it's gonna happen because it's been happening since day one, and it's gonna continue to happen. It's gonna continue to evolve into something else, but it may not be right, and it may not be wrong in other people's eyes. But it's all comes down to the individual about what they choose to do with the information that they're given. True. If they are given a little bit. You know, their mindset might be different if you don't have more or if you don't have a lot in this world, then 
that might be that's your why to get out of that situation and I was listening to uh, Gary Vanacek this morning and he was saying and I totally agree with him on this people that are in a situation where they don't have uh, you know certain opportunities where they have to create opportunities other as opposed to being handed it to them have the advantage now mm-hmm. it's no longer we're no longer in a world where if something's given to you that is an advantage because it can be taken away like that it can be taken away and people see right through it they see that you didn't earn it mm. they see that you're not going to do nothing with it mm. and they know your character so mm. that's something that that's it's I, I completely agree with them but it's an advantage to be in that type of situation now. It's just that people are uninformed about that information and choose not to, you know, work their tail off to get out of that environment into a new environment. Nate, what's your take? You agree? You don't? What you uh, think? I think you go to the definition of insanity. If you want change, you have to you know, if you want to get better, you and you you have to change what your habits are currently, because you're gonna get stuck on the same path. You know, what's the definition of insanity is when you keep doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting different results. Yeah, like you said, you have to work hard. You have to go create those opportunities and find those results. And you know, you see 14 year old kids coming up with ideas and you know making their own little you know internet you know, t-shirt selling company, you know, making themselves a good, you know, six figures, you know, when they're 12 years old, just because they came up with an idea or you got kids on YouTube posts. You just have to have an idea and the ambition to follow through with it and kind of see what happens and you can't be scared to fail. Um, But, I mean, there's certain people that you can hand them money and they don't know what to do with it. You know, there are certain people who hand them money, they know exactly what to do with it. I mean, it's, I think the difference between being blessed and not being blessed in that regard, right? Um, I mean, you also can take people from the very, very bottom and give them nothing and they can create something. You know, there's other people that are at the bottom and they stay at the bottom because they don't change their patterns. You know, they don't switch lanes or nothing. They stay doing the same thing over and over and over, expecting different results. And then they become angry, you know, racist white people, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because they didn't make it in life, and then they got to yep. take it out on the rest of social media and make everybody else feel bad for whatever reason. I don't get it. This isn't what we're here for, people. We're here to get along, you know, prosper and be great. We're not supposed to be stepping on each other's toes. Add value to everybody's lives. Absolutely. Add value to the next guy's life. He's going to add, somebody else is going to add value to your life, and that's that's the direction we need to be going. That's the only vicious cycle we need to have uh, reciprocating itself. Well, y'all, we're about to get out of here today. Uh, I appreciate my guest, uh, my guy, Nate Wool, lifelong friend, brother, my guy, my brother, my producer, Mr. Josh Linen. Uh, before we get out of here, though, um, I'm going to give the fellas each, you know, 20 seconds to uh, stand firm on what they believe in and whatever topic they want to talk about. It's obviously impromptu, so you don't have a lot of time, but I know when it gets to me, uh, I, have my, I have my 20 seconds ready, but I'm going to go last, so... Uh, Josh, anything on where you're at in, you know, your head with the world today or what we talked about today? Yeah, just know yourself. Self-assess, self-assess, self-assess. Know yourself, know what your principles are, know what you stand for, know your values, and hold true to that. Because I guarantee you, if you are one of those people that's trying to be ambitious and try to make your way out in this world and get ahead, somebody's going to come along with you, come along to you and give you that offer that you've been waiting for 
but are you going to be able to say no when they don't hold to your values? Mm. Are you going to be able to hold still, or are you going to take that money and run? Yes, sir. Nate, what's good? Talk to me, man. Hey, man, everybody, just since we're talking about, you know, racism and, and hate, I think people just need to, you know, set their differences aside and just get better every day and stop, you know, focusing on the negative energy and focus more on the positive stuff. Um, if you're at the bottom, you got to find a way to the top. You know, if you're at the top, you got to show some love, you know, to the people at the bottom. Um, and everybody just needs to, you know, try to, you know, move swiftly and well. You know, I, I, I wish I could say I want to see less and less and less of it, but I, I feel like with social media, we just keep seeing more and more and more of it. I just have to, you know, stay in my lane and try to stay positive, you know, raise my seed the best that I can in my situation and, and you know, try hopefully she finds her blessing somewhere. Yes, indeed, no um, doubt. Um, hey, this is, you know, MK3 The Host. I'm signing off. I uh, just want to make sure y'all know, spread love. I mean, there's too, there's enough hate going on. There's enough bullshit going on. There's too many good, positive things we can do. Like, this is just something small I'm trying to do to bring the community together. You know, we got our first corner classic uh, basketball tournament coming up in May. Um, obviously, that's for everybody. We will never leave anybody out. Uh, just basically, man, you know, always approach everything with an open mind. Uh, anything can be resolved regardless of what the situation is. Um, put the keyboards down, man. If you want to know something about somebody, get the fuck up and go find out about them. Don't don't read something by one bad apple and assume that all apples in that same bunch that look like that apple are fucking bad. That's not how the world works. This is MK3 the host. Like I said, signing off for Josh Lyon and Nate Wold. Y'all take it easy, man. We're going to be here on the corner anytime you're ready to rock. Peace. Peace.